Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. So, hey, we're starting a brand new series today called um, On the Edge of Incredible. On the Edge of Incredible. And uh, I want to start out by by saying this, is that uh, Emily is my incredible. (laughs) No, I'm not saying that because I'm in trouble, I'm in the doghouse, or that we had a disagreement last night. Really, truly, when I think of, like, the incredible moments in my life, um, uh, she is, she, other than outside of Christ, outside of Jesus, meeting Jesus for the first time, um, she was that next incredible moment in my life that happened. And uh, because I grew up as a hopeless romantic. That's what I, I grew up like, man, I'm never going to find true love. I'm never going to find my soulmate. That, that was kind of my thing. You know, all my other friends, they had girlfriends, and, and they were finding, they're, like, they're getting married. I'm like, what is going on with me? And I uh, kind of felt like a pig pen from Charlie Brown, you know. <laughs> uh, and so, but I really, I really thought that, hey, this is not going to happen for me. But incredible happened. Now, there she was. And when I, when I saw her, I went from hopeless to speechless, literally. Um, because when I saw her, I couldn't even speak. That, that's, how, that, that's what happened. Um, my friends were pushing me around like, hey, what's up, Danny? You know, you, I, I, I'd met incredible. Um, but there was a process to get to her, a journey to get to her. I went through some difficulties, some failed relationships, and then I met Jesus, and, and then I, I, I got lonely, but really I was actually learning how to be good, to be alone with God. That's really what was happening for, for a short season. Um, and then what happened was, so as I'm, as I'm in this, this time where I haven't met, hadn't met Emily yet, and uh, I'm a brand new Christian, and, and I find myself like in my room watching, you know, CBN, Christian television, the older lady with pink hair, Jan Crouch, love her to death. You know, she, but that's what I was watching. I'm thinking, you know, what's up with me? What's going on here? I I don't think I'm going to meet her in my room, you know, right here. Anyways, but what happened was um, I'm going to church one day, hadn't met Emily, and I'm walking to the church, going to the sanctuary, little, small little, little church, about 120 people. And all of a sudden this guy shouts from the back of me. He's the, uh, the greeter at the door. He goes, hey, don't you know what a good thing is? I look back, I said, excuse me? <laughs> you know? He goes, do you know what a good thing is? And, he, he, and, and I said, what? He says, a woman. <laughs> I said, well, lucky for you, you got one already, buddy. So I just kind of walked in the sanctuary. And, but I, I never thought that. This is what he said to me after the service. He, says, he said, hey, it's not good for man to be alone. So I make him a helpmate. The Bible says that, right? So he's, he's telling me these things. I'm thinking, I've never heard that scripture before. He's given me a promise saying, hey, and I don't even know him. He, uh, I, he says, Dan, God said it's not good for you to be alone. He must have saw it written all over my face, you know. But that day, I got something that was a game changer in my life. It was a game changer. Because after hearing that, all of a sudden hope, started to rise up. I'm like, hey, maybe this is true. God, if God said it's not good for Dan to be alone, therefore he made a helpmate comparable to him, woman, right? Equal to him, woman. I said, maybe there is hope. 
Long story, long story short, I found her. The, the manifestation of that promise actually came true. Emily, my incredible. You can, come on, you guys, can help me out. I got Father's Day coming up, and I want something big this year. My goodness, you guys. What's going on? I don't want another grill either. Get one every year. That's a, that's, that's a conspiracy. All right? You know wives created grills. I got you a grill. Now you can cook all year, Dan. Um, uh, so I don't know what you've been praying for. Listen, I don't know what you're believing for. God does, and he hears you. And he wants to give you the desires of your Heart, right, Courtney? He wants to give you the desires of your heart. <laughs> Courtney's desires, Bob. <laughs> Building Bob up right now. Um, but but, see, the, but he do, God wants to give you, please hear that. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. And so I want to encourage you in this series for God to lead you to the edge of your promise. Because it's there where your vision will be restored. It's there where your faith will be revived and your hope is renewed. And I believe it's there where you will see the power of God and the potential of your life, right there at the edge of the promised land. So we'll be going there uh, for, for, for a few weeks and we'll be going through the first three chapters of Joshua to get us there. And I believe to get us to the edge of that, that personal promise that God wants for you. First, know this. God is always optimistic about your present situation and your future. God is always optimistic about your present situation and your future. I love God. He's an optimistic God, right? Whatever you might be going through presently, God has the answer and the way through it. And God sees your tomorrow as well, and, 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 and he would say it looks very bright. Look at Proverbs 23, 18. Your future is bright and filled with a living hope that will never fade away. So let's start looking ahead with hope, expectation, and excitement. Let's, let's literally move to the edge of incredible. Um, I, you know, I think, I think life is, is a series of incredibles. It's really what it is. Um, God is the God of the incredible. You just, you just look around and, and, and see that everything he does is incredible. Come on, right? So, so he, but I believe life is a series of, of hey, Dan, um, I've got a promise for you, and I'm going to fulfill that promise, and then we're going to go through a season, and I'm going to bring another promise for you, right? God is always leading us to almost like little promised lands in our lives. You guys still here today? Are you in the wrong church? Okay, hopefully not. Good. Uh, so, Let's move a little closer because God, is, God wants us to move there. Um, but but let, me, let me give you the, the, the lead in to the book of Joshua. God rescues and delivers his people from many years of oppression at the hands of wicked rulers in Egypt. Okay, that's, that's what's happening. Read it in Exodus and Deuteronomy. So uh, they, 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 the people, finally cry out to God. Finally cry out to God. And I would say if there's ever a time in, in, in history right now, if there's ever a time in history right now where I've seen the greatest divide ever. I've seen Christians just, I've seen things be divided. There's a dividing line happen where people say, you know what, either I'm going to keep crying out to God or I'm just going to say, you know, I'm going to do it myself and just walk away and do it myself. 
right? I'm telling you, that, that, that's what's happening. So let, let, what, I'm, what I'm asking everyone here today listening, just keep crying out to God. Keep, keep being broken for God. Um, just, just keep trusting and connecting with God, right? Just keep doing that. Um, matter of fact, I think, listen, I think that when you cry, just cry. <laughs> it's an indication that God's close to you. Did you hear that? You, when, when you cry, I, listen, I don't cry a lot in front of people, but I, but I do cry. I do, you know, there, there are just times when I'm just weeping and crying and, and, and I'm, 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 I'm broken. And I always think, what's wrong with me? And God's saying, I'm close to you. That's exactly the place that I want you, Dan. I'm close to you right there. So, but I see such a great divide in that sense where God is saying, listen, just keep Keep crying then. It's okay because you're drawing closer to me. Don't fall away from me. Come close to me. So they, they cry out to God after over 400 years of being in bondage. And the matter of fact, the word cry means to shriek. Have you ever shrieked before? Th that word shriek means a high-pitched scream out of a moment of intense pressure. <laughs> a high-pitched scream out of a moment of intense pressure. Now, it could be come from joy and jubilation. I get that, right? Now, the other day, I was just walking outside to look at the stars. It was pitch black and walking in, in, in the driveway, and I had my bare feet on, and uh, walking up, and I, and, and I step on something squishy, and you know what happened? I've never heard this before. It screamed. It screamed. I screamed. It screamed. I screamed. I'm sure I shrieked. I'm like, ah! I went like that. And anyway, it went, ah! Like that. And I looked down. It was a poor frog, right? It was just a little frog. And I felt, I know, I felt so bad. And I, and I went back, got my phone. I, I, I shined on it. It's like, oh, not sure if he's going to make it. He hopped over into the thing. Of course, Levi says, circle of life. Circle of life. I'm <laughs> saying, well, make me feel better, right? A few days later, I'm walking. I totally forgot. I had my socks on this time, but I totally forgot about that frog. And all of a sudden, I'm stepping out, same place. Boom! Step on something. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Screamed. Like, ah! Screamed. You know what it was? A wolf spider. thing was this big. I'm telling you something. That thing, I stepped on it looked up at me and said, excuse me? <laughs> Seriously, it didn't even phase it. Like, I stepped on that wolf spider as hard as I stepped on the frog. And that thing looked up at me like, hello, I'm a wolf spider. And he just, and I'm like, you just kind of moseyed off. I said, just get out of here. But <laughs> I shrieked. They were living. They finally shrieked to God, and it got God's attention. Listen, your shriek will always get God's attention. And it also told God that his pet people meant business. So God brings them out of trouble times and leads them miraculously through a Red Sea. We know, we know that story, right? The Red Sea splits. If you've seen Prince of Egypt, you're pretty much caught up. And it would, taken, it would have taken them only 12 days to make it to the edge of the promised land. But sadly, they, they wouldn't believe God. See, there's a difference between wouldn't believe and couldn't believe. Many times in my life when I, I just can't believe, right? So I say, God, help my unbelief. 
And then there are times, very few, where I said, I'm not going to believe that. That's a dangerous place for me. Couldn't believe and wouldn't believe is two, are two different things. So just, it's okay if you couldn't believe. Stay away from wouldn't believe. Stay away from, I just, I'm, I'm just going to choose not to believe you. But they chose not to believe God and not to trust God, so they chose to walk in circles for 40 years. And after wandering for a long season, going around the mountain over and over again, the testing of their hearts for that season is finally over. And God tells Joshua, the new leader, to take them to the edge of the promised land because God needed his people to see it firsthand. But in order to see it, they needed to inch closer to the edge. So I'm praying that God leads you and I to the edge of incredible to finally see what God has in store for you. Because I've learned this, you can either hear about your promise or you can experience it firsthand. I like firsthand experience. I like firsthand experience. First time years ago, I went to, uh, my buddy and I were traveling uh, across the, the, the United States, heading to California, and we said, you know, we're going to stop by the Grand Canyon. We heard, heard so much about it. Oh, if you've never been there, you got to go. But we arrived at night, couldn't see anything. And I remember the morning we woke up and stepped outside and headed to that rim of the Grand Canyon. It was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen. It was incre- it's incredible just looking at that. And I'll never forget it. And you know what? It made me want to go back. That's why seeing your promise and experiencing that promise is so important because it's going to make you want to go back for more. Come on. So you can hear others talk about it but you'll never know it until you go there yourself. And everything God does is incredible, like I said before. So let's begin by reading Joshua chapter one. And I hope and pray that you hear God speak to you regarding your promise. Here we go, Joshua chapter one, one through nine. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, hey, Moses, my servant is dead. Or no, I said, Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you'll be on the land I've given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean see in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. So be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So be sure to to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do, Joshua. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let me just stop right there. Take a little breath. About nine verses in that first chapter. 
Three times the Lord says, be strong and courageous. Listen, this is always the word from God when moving to the edge of incredible. Why? Because there will be an enemy or two that will try to stop your blessing. There will be an enemy or two that will try to stop your blessing. See, with Emily, it was fear. It was like, oh, man, there she is. And the, you know the first thing I said? Because I was, I was uh, by the way, smile. Just smile a minute. Just try it. It's really good. Sorry. It's, it's really, I, it helps me. Just, just anyway. So when, <laughs> when, um, right, when I saw Emily, now, let me back up. Every wedding that I went to, I went with my good friend. That's it. He was small, dark, and handsome. <laughs> I was taller. That's it, by pretty much it. You know, full head of hair. I had that going for me. But anyways, um, so every, everywhere we went, you know, he was the guy. He was the chick magnet. And so I'm like, well, so anyways, we, we, we went to the wedding, and I saw Emily, and immediately said this, oh, She's probably going to like Mike. That's what I said. That was my first little giant myself. And, the, and, then, I, and then I said, you know what? She probably, got, she probably already got a boyfriend. All these things were like attacking me. It was my blessing right there. All these, and you know what else attacked me? And I said before, before, her ex-boyfriend does show up within the first few days of our relationship. I had to fend that snake off. Step on that wolf spider. God bless him. All in the first few days of seeing incredible. I'm telling you right now, when God, you can take this promise any way you want. You can say, well, there's a promise for my freedom, my joy. There's a promise for my family. There's a promise for my marriage. Whatever it is for you, you can, you can trust God that he's going to fulfill his promise, but you can trust this, that you're going to find an enemy or two camping out right in your backyard. Amen? So be strong and courageous, he says three times. So let's continue as we finish this chapter out. Joshua 1, 10 through 18. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days, you'll cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe half of Manasseh. He told them, hey, remember that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you a place of rest. Now these tribes, they decided to stay on the other side of the Jordan, the east side. It's a great place. That place is awesome, fertile. They, they, they had everything they needed on the east side of the Jordan, right? They settled, even though they could see the promise, they settled on the other side of the promised land. That's why I tell people, don't, don't do anything half Manasseh. Um, you guys are not fun today. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to have fun up here, Lord. No, here we go. Uh, verse, verse 13. I'm just kidding. Remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. The Lord your God is giving you the, this place, uh, a place of rest. He's giving you the land 
this land. Your wives, children, and livestock may remain here, talking to these tribes, in the land Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River. But your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them. Verse 15, until the Lord gives them rest, as he's given you rest. And until they do, too, possess the land the Lord God is giving them. Only then may you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan River in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, assigned to you. That's what they wanted. They answered, Joshua, we'll, we'll, we will do whatever you commanded us, and we'll go wherever you send us. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. He's heard that before. And may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your orders and does not obey your words and everything you command will be put to death. So be strong and courageous. <laughs> Listen, the first thing you need to get to the edge of incredible is simply the promise. Say the promise but specifically your promise. God has a promise for you. As a matter of fact, he has hundreds of them, hundreds of promises, but the promise is only good if it's your promise. Question, what are you believing for? What are you asking God to do? Breakthrough in your marriage, restoration in your family, the starting of your business, your direction, much needed provision for you. What are you believing for? God's got a promise for anything and everything you need. I love people who say, oh, I'm just a giver. I don't, I don't need anything. Like, that's not even true. That's not even biblical, right? I'm glad that you are pouring out and doing great things for people. But the truth is, you, you need something. God would never say, ask and, and right, he would never tell everyone to ask for something, right, and to seek. He would never do that because he knows that, yes, it's more blessed to give than to receive, but it's actually good to receive. And I believe him personally, when I'm, at, when I'm not receiving, like people give me encouragement, something's wrong here. When someone's trying to say, hey, Dan, I want to give you encouragement, I want to bless you, and say, no, 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 I don't need it, no, 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 no. I think that's dangerous. I think we have to be good receivers, right, too. We can't just be givers. It's great. We have to be able to receive. And we got to find a promise to receive for us personally. And the promise that God has for you, listen, is a picture. This is so important. It's a picture in your spirit. So this is really important, really important. I don't know what you're believing for. Now, some of you, and I know your stories, some of you have already stepped into a, another promised land, you know, whether, man, you got your, your new place with your land, your, 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 your husband, your wife, your, your kids, like that's, that's a promised land, right? Come on, kids are a blessing. A lot of work in that land, right, Tess? A lot of work in that land, right? <laughs> right there. But, but a blessing, right? Blessing. Um, so there, there's... Um, there is a promise for you. God has everything you need, but God wants to give you a picture of it. So I tell people, close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and, and think, man, what, what am I believing for me? What am I believing for me? 
Because until you take your last breath, your life's not over. And God still has work to do. I'm, I'm telling you, probably till I'm, yeah, probably till I'm, I'm, I'm sure, 95 years old, I'll be preaching the gospel in some way. I'll be doing something, right? I will be doing something. I, I, I can imagine that, right? I have to imagine that. Picture it. I don't, know what, I don't know what you need, but God has everything you need, and it's, and it's found in a promise, and that promise will give you a picture. When I heard, it's not good for Dan to be alone, I'm going to make him a helpmate, I begin to see a woman. <laughs> right? And then what I did, this is what I did. I wrote 10 things I wanted in the woman. 10 things. She had to laugh at my stupid jokes. No, number one is she had to love Jesus. Number two, uh, she had, she, I just saw her, I saw Emily in my mind. I literally saw her. All the things that I desired, that I felt fit me in my life, there, there she was, right there. I'm telling you how important it is for that promise to paint a picture in your spirit because when you get the picture of it in your spirit, the enemy can't take it from you. T.D. Jake said that, you'd be up whooping and hollering. <laughs> so God says this to Joshua. Joshua 1.3. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you, Joshua, Joshua, will be on land I've given you. God gives Joshua a picture of his feet touching land. Love that. personal as well, and it should be. God says, I give to you today, everyone listening today, I promise you, listen, I promise you, God says, what I promise, Abraham, Moses, Esther, Ruth, David, Jesus, Peter, Paul, God says yes to your promise, to his promise. First, 2 Corinthians 1.20, here's our proof. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen, or so be it, or it is finished, to the glory of God through us. We have the same right to these promises, just as all of God's people did throughout history. And there's really one thing we need to do to see the promise come to pass. As Emily said it before, trust. I believe it. I believe, God, that you you said it's not good for man to be alone. Therefore, you made him a helpmate comparable to him. I heard that promise, and I started to get a picture of hope and belief that God had someone for me. And it began to grow in my spirit. And there she was. Like I said, I went from hopeless to speechless. Really. Um... The Israelites heard about the promising. We know that story, right? But they all died in the wilderness because they refused, here we go, to trust God. In other words, they listened to the opinions of others instead of the promise of God. Did you know that opinions of others have squashed millions of dreams? The opinions of others have squashed millions of dreams. Don't let's. 
The opinions of others squash your dream. Listen to God's promise. See God's promise. Joshua is not about to let the people make the same mistake again when they didn't trust God and they began to complain to people. One of the first indications that the devil is trying to hinder your promise is complaining. Come on. Can we go there just for a moment? See, before it was the complaints that hindered them. Lord, send us back to Egypt. Send us back to the past. Back to being trapped and oppressed. Really? But the truth is we all do it. We all do it, don't we? We get tired and weary. We're like, oh, man, I just want to go back to, ah, at least it was comfortable. At least I knew what I was doing back then. Well, I'm following God. I don't know what I'm doing following God. Can, I, can, can we just say that? Like, if, if you know exactly what you're doing, you may not be following God, right? I don't know where I'm going all the time. I just see one little step ahead of me, right? Oh, yeah, there you are, God. Oh, yeah, okay, I see you now. Oh, God, just lay out, lay out the next 10 years for me, right? Just lay it out. I was thinking the other day, you know, Jesus, why do I have to do this? Why don't you just show up in my car right now, tell me exactly where I need to go today, tomorrow, next week, next month. Because you know what happened? We'd all get bored with that. And we wouldn't need faith. And all of a sudden, after week one, be like, oh, Jesus is back. You'd probably say something like this. You got that same beard. That same hair. I mean, I know you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, but, you know, could you change? Like, we'd start, we'd start judging Jesus, right? Right? We, 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 would, we wouldn't need Jesus anymore. And that's why God gave us Jesus in the, the Holy Spirit in the place of Jesus, right? So that we would follow by faith. This is good preaching. I'm telling myself, don't let, listen, the, the, the truth is they were, they were so focused on, on the past and, and, and they, they wanted to go back to the problem. They just, they just wanted to go back to the problem. And the truth is, if we go back to the problem, it actually delays the promise. Because we all do it, but don't go back there. Don't, don't let your problem delay your promise. Don't let complaining stop the blessing. Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining and arguing. Everything. Everything. Ooh. That seems impossible, right? Well, it is without God. It's impossible without God. But it's possible with God. Remember, God isn't looking for perfection. He's looking for progression. Just keep working at it. So I remember years and years ago, we had a uh, young couple come in, and, and um, they, were, they were struggling in their marriage, like many young couples do, because who in the world knows what they're doing when they get married, <laughs> right? It's kind of work going. So, so as they were struggling, and we were like, and, and this is, I remember, I remember saying, how can I help you? How can I help you? And for about 45 minutes straight, there was stones thrown. There was, they were talking about all of the problems in the marriage. Literally 45 minutes, I remember. I'm just, I'm just like, listen, you just being, you know, hey. They, they, they didn't remember my question. My question, how can I help you? How can I help you? And I tell you what, if I hadn't stepped in at the 45-minute mark, 
and stopped it, we would have gone for days, weeks. I believe if they'd come back every week, this is what we would say. This is this is reality, right? Come on, we've all been here. But I know everyone needs to vent. But at some point in time, we need to get past the past, past the problem, and begin to see and look for the promise. Extremely important. Because it was complaining that delayed their promise the first time. Because the truth is this. We repeat what we don't repair. Do you hear that? We repeat what we don't repair. Now, all of you today, you're, you're in the right place. I believe you're just like me, like, God, I don't want to keep repeating that thing, so I'm going to go to church on Sunday. Maybe I'm going to hear something from Pastor Dan, or I'm going to hear something in the worship, or something's going to happen where all of a sudden God's going to say, hey, you don't have to repeat that, Dan. I got something for you to replace that with. We can replace it so you don't repeat it, because if you repeat it, if you, if, if you don't repair it, you'll repeat it, right? That's how things happen in life. It's also important to see your promise by faith. We're almost done as far as you know. Look at Faith is important. Trust, faith. Same thing. Trust and faith. Same thing. It's important to see the promise. Hebrews 11, 11. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren, was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. Have you ever gotten a promise and all of a sudden, the enemy starts camping up right next to you with that promise. And all of a sudden, you're like, eh, maybe that was me. Maybe that wasn't God. No, just believe. She believed. Mix your promise with faith. Trust right now. This is, remember, you need the promise to get into the promised land, right? You need the promise to get to the edge. But you got to mix it with faith, Hebrews 4, 2. For indeed, the gospel is preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith. Do you guys get that? There's no condemnation. Just pull out a mustard seed right now. That's all you need, a mustard seed of faith. That tiny sliver of faith will deliver your promise. The sliver will deliver telling you will so now that we got that, that out of the way okay I, got, I just got, got to give you three quick things they'll be quick painless really good when you get your promise you got to get ready to move please hear this when you get your promise you got to get ready to move look at this Joshua 1 11 Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their stuff ready. Get ready. In three days, you'll cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you. So I give the same charge and encouragement to all of you today listening. Get ready. Take your promise and go take your land. And here are three things you need to know that, 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 that to help you get to that edge of incredible. You just need to know how God leads, right? Sometimes we don't know how God leads. God leads with his spirit. Say his spirit. Remember, we're, we're moving, right? We're not, you got your promise. We're starting to move. It's critical to be led by the spirit. Just as it is critical to hear God's voice. Because if we hear two voices, we have two leaders. Joshua understood being led by the spirit because he 
spent time with God in the presence of God with Moses, but he actually stayed longer. Let me just say this really one thing. There's the Holy Spirit, and then there's everything else. As Christians, there's the Holy Spirit, and then there's everything else. Well, Dan, how do you, how do, you do that? Well, I think the Spirit is always kind of right around here. It's that, it's that the Spirit, the Bible says, comes out of the belly. It's that Spirit talking to you. It's not your soul. It's not your mind, will, or emotions. It's something here. It's like, it's like, man, I hear some still small voice happening down here. It's not the pizza from last night. Proverbs 20, 27 says this. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the hearts. What is he saying? God speaks to your spirit. God illuminates your spirit with his spirit. First thing you got to do is when you're starting to move, to say, God, what are you saying? Here's some indicators. Love, joy, peace. You, you want to know if you're following the Spirit? You want to know if you got the right motive when you're heading to, to your promised land? Love. You're loving God, loving people. You got joy? Like there's some excitement happening here. God, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. Now I'm getting out of this place that, 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 that I really kind of sick and tired of being in. And now I'm moving to another place. I have a promise. And, and God, I'm hearing your spirit. I got love, joy, and then peace. I got a peace down here. Oh, that passes understanding. His spirit, his spirit, his spirit. God leads by his spirit. And God leads with your steps. Say your steps. It's pretty simple. Put one foot in front of the other, moving forward towards the promise. That's the direction your feet are pointing, pointing right now, forward. Steps are so important to get to the edge. Joshua 1-3, I promise you that I promised Moses, wherever you set foot, you'll be on the land I've given you. Steps. Say steps. See, if I want to get to the cafe to get food, I need to take steps. I'm not flying there. I'm not floating there. I'm not waiting for a ride. I've got to take steps. Steps are important to God. As I was preparing this message, God spoke to my heart about many who are struggling with indecision. And it happens to all of us. But indecision is actually no decision. So let me help you take a step. Say step. Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his Say it, steps. Now here, God didn't say, I'll make you step. Come on, this is key. Because we're waiting, oh God, just, just make me step. No, 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 he's not going to make you step. He'll direct your steps. You hear? He'll direct your steps. Joshua, you got to get, Joshua, you got to get up. Joshua, you got to go. You can't, you can't mourn Moses anymore. I know you're afraid, just step. But what if I make the wrong step? What if I make the wrong decision? What if, what if, what if, what if? What if? That's a religious spirit mindset. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just step. Just step and God will direct. Right? God will direct. What if I stumble? We all do. Let's get over it, right? But as long as you're stepping, God will move you. Look at Psalm 37, 23 through 24. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. 
He delights in every detail of your lives. Though, though, though you stumble, you will never fall for the Lord holds them up by the hand, right? So we take a step. Oh man, hey, I got you. Hey, I got you. Just keep stepping. Keep stepping. But it's hard, God, I'm afraid. Just keep going. Keep stepping. And God will direct you. And all of a sudden you'll be like, the promise. Lord, I see it. I see it. I'm on the edge. See, it's when you step is when God will direct. It's when you step. I know we all want to take one giant leap for mankind. Don't fall for that. You don't need to get there now. Just keep stepping. Just keep stepping. See, your direction is much more important than your pace. Did you hear that? Your direction is much more important than your pace. I just said, if you don't give me something, we're staying till three. I can do it. Your little steps will produce bigger blessings. Be faithful in the little. God will make you rule for much. And lastly, Lastly, listen, God leads with your step, and God leads when you start. It's that simple. God leads when you start. When Joshua said, or when Jesus said, it is finished, and when he was resurrected, he literally handed to us not only the authority over all of our enemy who tries to discourage us, but also he gave us all the promises pertaining to our destiny, like handed them to us. Now the ball's in our court. The promise is right in front of us. Just pick up the ball, start running the play, make a pass, take a shot, make that call, start the prayer, do that thing. God leads when you start. When Moses, and they would have stayed with the body of Moses for a long, long time if God hadn't raised up Joshua said, Joshua, this is not good because they were mourning and not moving. They were mourning and not moving, right? One of the biggest roadblocks to our future is the refusal to leave the past. Did you hear that? One of the biggest roadblocks of our future is the refusal to leave the past behind. Paul said, one thing I do, I forget the past. I leave it behind and I press forward to Christ. Amen. Okay, I'll take that. Let's go. What's up, Courtney? It's all good. Courtney was about to get up and, and yeah. <laughs> no. Guys, we're almost done here, but look at this. So here it is. It, it, uh, can you go to Joshua verse one, two? Man, I want to show you this. After Joshua, I know this is kind of off the cuff. After the death of Moses, Joshua one, uh, one, one and two. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, 
the Lord spoke to Joshua, I realized something in my life that if I'm not willing to let the past go, if I'm not willing to let people go, the regrets of the, if I'm not willing to, I can't hear God. It's hard to hear from God because after the death of Moses, that's when God spoke. Did you hear that? We just gotta let it go. Lord, I'm, I'm, that's okay. It's okay, God, I, I, want what's the, I want what's the future, so I let it go. So verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead the people, Israel, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. In other words, Joshua, let's start. God leads when you start. Jesus gave us that principle all the way through the Bible. Ask, you ask first, you seek first, you knock first. That's what he said. I, I, I'm seated at the right hand of the Father, and I did this. My work is done. That's what we said. My work is done. Boom. Right? I don't know, Tracy, why that makes you laugh. I'll talk about it after church. <laughs> you start. I mean, when we were going to have kids, the first thing I said was, would I be ready? Who is ever ready who's ever ready to have children you learn as you go I'm still learning on the fly right now seriously no no I could read 10,000 books no but I had to step and I had to start somewhere we started God bless Durango and you know the story God bless the cat God bless the Bible verses be fruitful and multiply God bless all those things that he gave me to say Dan let's get going buddy you're not getting any younger. So Dan, where do I start today? Start with prayer, ask God, find a promise, search out the truth, get some wisdom, and then knock, put some practical action to what you're believing for. My pastors say, if you need a shirt, go find a button. If you need help in your marriage, go on a marriage retreat, read a marriage book, see a marriage counselor. If you want to start a business, go talk to a business owner, read a book on starting a business. If you want help in your finances, listen, here's an easy one. Just honor God with your money. Honor God with your money. Tithe. You know what most people do? Listen, I'm not, I'm, this is what most people do. Well, God, I got to pay my rent, pay my, my, my food bill, pay, I, I got to, I got all the, all the money gets put towards all those things we need. And then God says, I don't have much to bless now. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> so when you bless him up front, he blesses the rest before it goes out. Do you guys hear that? Before it goes out. Don't, don't fall for the trick. Yeah, well, I don't have enough. No, 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 no. You, you want God. That's why we, we tithe. means 10%. We tithe because God wants to bless the 90 <laughs> But a lot of times he's like, man, I only got like 1% to work with, <laughs> right? That's how it works. It's okay. It's good. Like we, I learned that and I never look back. And God has been so good to us, taking care of our needs, all of our needs, supplying all of our needs. That's what he does. He's so good because I honor him. See, God wants to lead you to the edge of incredible. He wants to fulfill the desires of your heart wants to, you to live with joy and freedom. He wants your relationships to be healthy. He wants your family restored. So let him lead you with his spirit. Let him lead you with your steps and let him lead when you start. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much, God, for today. God, I just, I just felt like you wanted to get this out 
to encourage someone today who's been stuck in life and they've been stuck just kind of discouraged like you're never going to fulfill the promise in this area of my life. And I say that's a lie from the enemy. I pray today that you would just get that peace in your gut again, that you would know that there's something great for you, your personal freedom, your, your whatever you need from God he has for you, that you would be encouraged today to step out by faith, start something new, do something you haven't done in such a long time and watch God bless you. God, we love you and we praise you. And if you're here today, you've never given Jesus your heart, I would love to pray with you. This is the most important thing you'll ever do in your life, and that's just giving your heart to Jesus. Will you pray with me and pray together as a family out loud? Say, Heavenly Father, today I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior and my friend. I'm gonna walk with you for the rest of my days, and you will never leave me in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E.org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.